Are you contemplating getting rid of cable or satellite TV? Maybe you've already ditched your provider and are wondering the pros and cons of each streaming service or streaming device. In this episode, we'll dive into cutting the cord. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Dude Just DIY podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about cord cutting with my man Keith here. Who's What's got up, s- Pat? You got some seriously oddball beer going on over there. Yeah, man. Old Suffolk English ale aged in oak vats. A blend of two classic ales, one aged in oak for two years. Brewed in limited quantities. It's pretty good. Aged I like it. for two years. Normally, the only thing I can think of that's aged for two years is when you buy too much stuff at a uh, for a wedding and it just sits. You just yeah. get the, all the alcohol sitting and <laughs> you don't use it. It's pretty, it's, I had a couple sips here and it's pretty good. Oak. I really like it so far. What do you got going so, on? It's just not is it is it close to the bourbon barrel aged? No, I would I would say it does not have it, it you can taste the wood a little bit, but it this bourbon barrel aged give you like that little bit of a hot note on the backside when you uh when you finish your taste. But this one doesn't have that. It's just a little bit of kind of wood after finish. It's not it's not really hot or anything. It's a bourbon barrel stuff. It was good, and then it it just hits you way too hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think this is too like, sweet. This isn't too this isn't too powerful. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I I, uh, I got an easy one. New Belgium Citadelic Tangerine IPA, which uh, it's one cheers. of my favorites. I really like it. You, uh, this was um, from the from the birthday beer batch. Nice. How's that bacon beer coming? Oh, it's stewing. We got another what four weeks I think left. I can't can't wait. Nice. So the cord. Yeah. You, so you you are just a, a a recent cord cutter, aren't you? A little background. You are a pro at this. You've been doing it forever. And well, I, don't I just know about moved. Forever. I just moved houses and uh, decided that cable was no longer for me and just decided to go with the internet package and no no television, which means I lose my pirates, which kind of has me a little on edge a little bit. But. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk it through. We'll make sure you get your pirates. That was one thing that I, I, was, uh, I was weary about, too. I, I cut the cord probably... I think it was um, four four years ago, maybe. That was when you're four years and I'm four weeks. <laughs> I uh, when I moved into my new place, I decided to go direct TV because I knew that uh, my parents and everybody around the area had cable, and I I was not impressed. The quality of it was pretty crappy, and 
you've had to pay a, a crazy amount. It ended up being like a hundred. I know my, my parents have the small HD package. It's like 120 bucks a month and you don't get as many HD channels as you do with DirecTV. So I said, all right, I'm going to go with DirecTV for at least two years. I get that, you know, discount. I think, I think I was paying 50 bucks a month for DirecTV, which was well worth it. Yeah, that's worth it. Fifty bucks is cheap. <laughs> and then after no internet, no internet package with that, right? You had to no. do something else with your internet. I was still paying for my cable internet through the you know the same company, which you obviously can't go without. Um, right. Because there's no way that I was going with DSL. That's I think. I think that's a big thing with everything we're going to be talking about is we're not cutting the cord completely. We're still having our internet package. And we're figuring out other ways to get television. Right, yeah, yeah. Definitely using that internet to the fullest. Um, just trying to stream whatever I can. But after, uh, I was hanging on I, for, after that two-year introductory, the next year, they uh, I told them I was going to leave, and they gave me uh, another discount and said, oh, well, you want Sunday ticket for free? And I was like, oh, all nice. right. I think that'll that'll that hung me on for another year. Then the third, you know, after the third year, I said they, you know, I played the same game and said, "Well, okay, I'm leaving," and they they let me go. There was no, <laughs> there was no other uh, offers. But no uh, other incentive to keep Mr. Vince. No, yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't too disappointed in there, no. you know. The whole reason that I decided to drop it was that my bill went from from the first I moved in my house it was like one thirty and that that's internet and uh, cable and my only provider out here in the middle of Boondocks where I live is Comcast and there's no other service unless mm-hmm. you want the dish or something like that and it went from one thirty to when I just left it's one eighty five a month. And uh, I decided that uh, 185 a month isn't worth it, and I can spend my time elsewhere with some other apps and stuff like that. So I, I cut everything out except for my Internet, and I actually upgraded my Internet package a little bit, and my Internet-only package is $90 a month. So I basically save $100 a month by going Internet-only, and then there's a few. We'll talk about the add-ons or whatever. Yeah. I Yeah, that... That's crazy. I I pay about I have the lowest internet package. Um, I've yet to even with all my cord cutting and streaming almost everything that I watch, I haven't hit my cap. I think there was one t- uh, Christmas break where I took off that week between Christmas and New Year's, so I was home yep. for three weeks. I didn't go anywhere, and I was just streaming the shit out of everything. <laughs> That was the only time I got the little warning that was like, "Hey, you're you're coming close to your data cap." But other than that, my I think it's like sixty bucks for the lowest internet package has been has been doing pretty good. Um, and uh, I've been get, getting away with with using that for everything. Um, right. But yeah, the cost it was really the cost that. That got me. Another, I know another other reasons for people to cut the cord is because 
they say that they only watch like a few channels or a few things and they got all this other crap and they don't really watch it. Um, I, I can't really think of any other things other than the cost because otherwise I would have kept direct TV. It was, it was fine that the whole, um, cutting out when it's raining to me wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I, uh, I had that happen a couple times, but, um, I had already had a antenna at the, at the same time I had my direct TV. So if it did cut out, I just switched over to my antenna and I was right. Watched, watched some over the air stuff until it came back. That's one thing that I have not messed with yet is the over the air to see what channels that I can get. Which, you know what? You have an interesting, uh, situation over there is, uh, I never really thought, cause I'm, I'm probably seven or eight miles away from a tower. Uh, and, yeah. um, you're kind of like in, in a no man's land, like you said. I'm kind of far. And uh, from Youngstown Market and from Pittsburgh Market, I'm probably I'm probably 30 or 40 miles from Youngstown, and I'm probably 50 miles from uh, from Pittsburgh. So, looking at the antennas that were capable of doing that, I had to upgrade to a big like exterior antenna, basically, to get that distance, I guess. So you, you've already um, uh, I, I started had, fiddling with the antennas. I I looked at them. I but I didn't know. I didn't know if the channels that I were was gonna get made the difference. Made the difference whether that I would watch them or not. To be completely honest, because I don't really watch the news. I don't really watch ABC, NBC. The stuff that we watch is like Food Network and HGTV, and uh, I watch the basically every pirates game so they're the pirates aren't going to be on the the dish that we were talking about so i i I just decided that for right now we didn't do anything yet um that's crazy uh that they so wait the uh the dish package didn't have the pirates games no the i'm talking the uh the HD antenna, oh, oh, oh. the exterior HD yeah. antenna. Okay, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Once you once you go and discover what you can get with the antennas, it's some random stuff. There's definitely yeah. a lot of over the air television that you wouldn't think of. Um, I've kind of fiddled around in different places with these antennas to see what you could pick up. Like um, a lot of there's a lot of shopping networks and. Uh, multi-language <laughs> is probably the best way I can put it. Oh, really? Um, some cultural channels, um, to be politically correct. <laughs> uh, nothing really I would watch. So uh, what I did on my TV has the ability to, after you scan all of the channels that your antenna can get, you can go and, and tell it which ones you don't care about and when you hit the channel okay. up and channel down, it will just skip to the ones that you want. So gotcha. I, I really only did the four local ones that I get. And I'm still a, a news news watcher every once in a while. And um, a lot of the uh, – obviously in the NFL season, I get all the NFL games that I care about 
on local. So that I'm not really missing. That's true. Yeah. I, I didn't even, I didn't think of that. Football season rolls around. I might want my local stations. Yeah. And you know, NBC and CBS are, uh, uh, are most of the games Oh, and Fox, you know, so you get those three channels, you got most all of the, you know, football games, unless if you're unfortunately a fan of a team out that's yeah team. out of market team we'll we'll get into that like on what kind of streaming services that you could uh you could choose to go with but um as far as your antenna i think um i've gotten really good results with just a a 30 dollar it's called mohu m-o-h-u leaf antenna and i've tried like a couple different ones and i bought another one that was amplified it just had like a usb power um type deal and because i thought i really didn't do too much research and i thought oh uh these other powered ones seem like they're they have a better range and it really didn't um so i think there's a big gap between the leaf antenna like the really cheap 20 30 dollar ones and then the big time outdoor antennas that you kind of sometimes see from the old school that are attached to people's houses. Right. And that's kind of, I think like I'm looking right now, you can get an outdoor 150 mile range motorized 360 degree rotation antenna for $35. So it's not that big of a, a dollar output to get a couple stations to watch football games. So I might do that. Yeah. I'll put the link up uh, on our Facebook page, but that Mohu leaf antenna I've bought, actually I've got three of them now. I stuck them on all of my TVs. And then one day I realized that, uh, (laughs) I had a splitter in, in the, uh, in the wall that went to all of my outlets that were already plumbed for the, uh, the condo over here and I plugged that one antenna into the splitter and connected my TVs like they were connected to a cable box and boom, there you go. So I don't know if that's uh, a a possibility for you. If you, if you found where like most houses have that uh, splitter in the basement or whatever, wherever the cable would come in from the provider, you could actually just, plug the antenna into that one now granted it's in a spot that you can get some good reception but uh if you've already got plumbing for the coax cable that you would have for your cable that you ditched um you could just hook hook that up and it would be just like swapping out your cable for your in- for an antenna makes sense seems pretty simple yeah um it really was uh other than uh placement i really didn't feel like a lot of the traditional things you think of when you're working with an antenna was like okay hold it there i got it or it's coming in fuzzy or (laughs) uh, put one leg up Uh, you're not gonna you're getting a good good reception it's not like that at all it's either on or off. It's either you got the channel or you, you don't. There's no in between. Those digital channels now, they don't they're not fuzzy. It's 
It's, you it's, get them or you don't. Right. It's digital. So if you go, uh, you plug your antenna into your TV and you go and you hit the, the search, um, there's a specific search in your TV that you, you have to go in there and change it from cable to air. Uh, and then once you change your TV to air and hit search, it'll go and scan every frequency and see what you get. And then, um, just like the old school cable box. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, what I did was I, I stuck it in one spot, like close to a window, scanned it. I got, I think it was like 20 channels or something over the air when it included my, um, it included my four local ones. So I was happy, but I noticed sometimes when I, when I walked past the antenna, the channel would cut out. Or if I, if I moved a certain way, the channel would cut out. It would just like go blank for a second. And then, so that's when I moved the antenna from back behind the TV. I had it just hanging right behind the TV. I moved it closer, closer to the window, closer to a wall, outside wall. And I've sat it there. I haven't touched it since. I get all four channels, local channels that I want to watch, um, crystal clear, without interruption, ever. Um, Sweet. And I think, uh, I actually go over to my aunt and uncle's house, and I watch their cable HD, and it just seems weird. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's grainy, the... Um, it's like they haven't upgraded their service to fit most TVs, so it's like squished. Uh, <laughs> I come home and I, I watch my, uh, you know, TV on the antenna. I'm like, wow, this is a hell of a lot better than their cable. I'm, I'm about, they're about this close to cutting the cord too. So I've, I've kind of kept greasing the wheels to <laughs> convince them to get rid of it. What about these paid subscription services? So there's like kind of two two kind of people that you hear about when you cut the cord. One is the you know cold turkey, where they cut the cord, they maybe get an antenna, or they might not just watch TV at all. They they might watch some things on their phone like YouTube. Um, and that might be it, but I'm more of the type of person that's got, that's tried to recover and make my streaming, like pair my streaming services to what I used to watch when I had cable or, or, you know, satellite. So, uh, I'm not that hardcore. I definitely don't watch as much TV as I used to. Um, but I'm still watching ESPN and, uh, I'm watching the Indians, I'm watching the Cavs, you know, Cleveland, Cleveland sports. Uh, I can get all of those. Boo. <laughs> uh, I can, um, direct TV or I'm sorry, not direct TV discovery. I can get that. And the reason I can get all this is because I have, uh, acquired a login of a cable user. So, um, 
I talked to my parents who have had cable forever. No, <laughs> no chance in sight of them getting rid of it when I talked to them. So, and, um, I used their, their login for their cable, their email and password to log into ESPN, go Fox sports, go, um, and the, like the local, the local kind of channels, um, every, every, basically every cable channel that they have, like TNT, TBS, um, discovery channel, uh, velocity, all those channels have their own apps that require a provider login, which I have from them. So I can get it all. I watch ESPN almost every other day. I stream that with the ESPN app. It's actually a really good app. I've watched um, a lot of random sports <laughs> on that. They've got Youngstown State, Cleveland State, randomly, Duquesne, Pitt. So all those ESPN3 games that you see, they come in on that thing. It's just random. Like I almost have more on the app than there is on the you know ESPN Classic and, and all those other things. Right. But those are the that's the free way. If if you don't know someone who is willing to share their password with you, if you don't know anybody that has direct TV or uh, cable that's willing to like give you their password so you can stream it, you've got to go with uh, Netflix, a Hulu, PlayStation View. I know you you have Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, I have Amazon Prime and I have Netflix. Um, Amazon Prime, I basically watch any crap TV that I want to watch to take up some time. Um, and that's that's what I use television for. It's kind of just a, a placeholder because I'm sick of doing whatever I'm doing and I need to sit down and watch something stupid. Like, I've been watching... Uh, I went back and I'm watching, like, all the Roseanne episodes from... <laughs> Oh, the old school ones. Yeah, oh, all the man. old ones. And laughing my butt off because I was I was pretty small when when I was out eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety. I was four and five years old. Oh well, yeah, and uh, the, to go back and watch them now is hilarious. I th- I think they hold up. I think it's hilarious <laughs> to watch them. I remember flipping through and seeing it, and then not getting any of the jokes. But I bet now it's <laughs> probably pretty right. relevant. Yeah, you get all you get all the jokes, and there's all these like little things that I don't think I ever caught when I was five years old. So that that's kind of what I use, and and uh, uh, Netflix too. Netflix is huge for basically all of their content that they create. I think a lot of good writing is going towards the Amazon exclusive shows and the netflix exclusive shows so it's kind of nice to watch like stranger things it's yeah greatest thing since sliced bread on (laughs) on uh on television and it's on netflix for eight bucks a month or whatever yeah uh so netflix is eight bucks a month i've noticed that netflix and amazon are really trying to push towards the um their own their content. own content yeah and netflix 
has definitely cornered the market on stand-up comedy. Yeah, absolutely. They they got Holy. two two things a week or something that come out. Two stand-up yeah. episodes a week. I'm looking at their pricing structure now. So their basic package is eight bucks. Standard right. package is eleven bucks, and the premium package is fourteen dollars. Right. Biggest, the biggest thing you get with the premium package is that some of their episodes are in 4K and you get four screens. Yeah. So, fourteen bucks a month for the the biggest package. I think I got. I think I have the standard package because I have more than one screen. I know that. Yeah, you get uh, on the standard package. You can have, uh, I believe, two at the two at a time. Yeah, two screens. Um, and I, I haven't really noticed. Um, I had the trial of the standard for a couple of times. I signed up and, and uh, checked it out. I really didn't see much of a problem with the standard versus HD. Like, I didn't notice that I was watching in some, something in less than HD. Oh, you mean the basic and the standard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure because I don't think I ever had the basic package. I mm. think I have. I've always had the standard. Okay. I'm interested in what the premium, because I, I don't even know what they have in Ultra HD 4K. But I'll tell you what the the thing to do is, is you get the the premium, and then share it with somebody. It's four screens. Exactly. You go and you split it, and that way you get you get seven the, bucks a month for you get the 4K, and you're you're not stepping on somebody. Because it's got the four screens. Now, um, what's the difference between Netflix and Amazon and Hulu? Um, it depends on what you want to watch. I noticed that... Yeah, I, totally, I totally agree with that. Because there's different stuff on Netflix than there is on Amazon Prime. I don't have any... Uh, I don't have any background in Hulu or PlayStation View. But. Yeah. So... Hulu is priced pretty competitively or similarly to Netflix, but it's more geared towards TV shows. So the way I look at it is a more on of air, a... On-air TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at it as kind of like a DVR for uh, on-air shows. Um, you know, and... It's eight, $8 a month, so it's the same as... Uh, Right to start out, and they have um, an upper tier which doesn't require. Um, I think it's eleven bucks, and you get no commercials. But um, they don't have CBS, which is kind of uh, some people think that's a deal breaker. They have NBC, uh, Fox. They've got ABC, a whole bunch of other like really random foreign stuff that I hear a lot of people <laughs> getting into like Australian drama series and dubbed over things t- subtitled series from the UK or or, or what, <laughs> whatever there's a lot of TV to watch um, not so many movies the movies that they have are either um, homegrown or really crappy and old and random uh, Hulu's definitely got better movies or I would say the best movies even though their movies eh, they're still kind of iffy 
I would say if you're a movie lover, that Amazon Prime is probably the way to go. And not because they have, like, once you sign up, they've got all these good movies that you can watch for free. But because if they have pretty much any movie that you would want to watch for rent, they've got a lot of pretty... So it's just it's just like your DVR box that you would pay for through your cable provider. Yeah. Rent like, movies for four bucks a piece or whatever. Yeah, instead of going and running down to Redbox, you could just go and rent it on Amazon for, I think it's a week you can watch it um, for four bucks. I've done that a couple times just because... Uh, I really wanted to watch something and I was too lazy to go and find it somewhere else or, uh, you know, rent it from a, you know, red box or something like that. Uh, but they still do have some good movies that come with it, you know, for free that, that you can stream with Amazon prime. Yeah. I've been watching a bunch of, bunch of older movies, old good movies. Yeah. If, I'm also looking at Hulu. It looks like they have a live TV option for 40 bucks a month. Right. That's the other realm of um, streaming providers. So PlayStation View, Sling TV, YouTube TV, and now Hulu a little bit are actually those providers that are going to have live content. So they have a they have packages of channels that you can start that you can, you know, pick and they have tiers of them that if you can't live without them, you can p- pay for those. But <laughs> when I'm looking for, at for 40 bucks a month, I might as well have cable. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Um, especially PlayStation view is the, is the uh, PlayStation view and YouTube TV are the high ones. They're real. How much, how much is YouTube TV? Uh, 40 a month. 40 a month. Okay. Yeah. Now they, they have a really good set of, t- you know, uh, channels, but like you said, I can't see <laughs> paying 40 bucks a month f- for a little bit more. I don't have to go and use my internet for it. It just come, you know, because yeah. then what uh, I got to pay for more internet because uh, my YouTube TV is sucking up my bandwidth or right. Uh, it seems like, um, like maybe if I was, splitting it with a couple other people or I still don't sometimes you're it's more hassle especially for 40 bucks I think that maybe the the appeal of YouTube TV is the go you know watch it anywhere so if you have if you pay 40 bucks a month and you travel a ton and you want to watch and you know like in your car while you're in the backseat or in a cab or while you're on the plane or on the bus or whatever, you got your phone, you turn on YouTube TV and there's live TV. Right. But the one thing I have heard looks uh, like they do have, uh, we're talking YouTube TV now. Looks like they do have MLB network, NBA network, golf. They do have that higher tier of, networks that the other ones don't really have like uh hulu or or uh, playstation view has just like the basic ones right discovery abc nbc cbs and whatnot um 
Sling TV is another one of them that's cheaper that does live TV. Uh, but at least from the get go, I I did a trial and I I heard some other people around the office that tried it. But maybe it was just at that time. This was two years ago when it first came out. It was really choppy and buffering was a problem. Right. And that's a, that's one thing you got to think about with the YouTube TVs and the PlayStation views. Um, if if you're thinking, oh well, if I pay this for the the streaming and the live TV, I can watch it at work or in you know when I'm on a trip or wherever. But you got to keep in mind that you're sucking down a lot of trying trying to suck down HD streaming content to your phone or your laptop or something over what like guest Wi-Fi or cell right. networks. Yeah, it's not going to be a, too fun. Not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Or if they they notice that you're trying you're like on a cell network, it's gonna either it's going to buffer or they're going to degrade the quality to something worse so that it'll at least keep up and then it's going to look like crap. Um, So tell me how I'm going to watch MLB because right now I am set with going old school and getting a little tiny FM radio and listening (laughs) to the Pirates games on FM radio, because I think there's a little bit of nostalgia there. I think I have fun doing it. I could sit on my deck. I could drink a beer, read a book, listen to the pirate game. I'm seeing a little nostalgia here. Yeah. Coming back. So well, how, if so, I wanted to, how do I watch the pirates? If if I wanted to, because let me let me tell you my predicament here. I could go with MLB TV or whatever they're at bat services for $140 a year. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with paying for, for what I want to watch, but it's only out of market games. So I'm in market here, 50 miles away from Pittsburgh. I'm in market for the pirates. What do I do, Pat? Yeah. So option one, which is getting, uh, increasingly popular is a VPN service which will go on to uh, your router. You'll configure your home router, pop in there, type in this IP address and password that a VPN service that you um, that you buy. I've got one myself. It's called Private Internet Access. Just go to privateinternetaccess.com. I think I paid $60 for... Well, let me look it up before I uh, I lie. $60 a year. I think it, I think it might so, be a year. Let's just say it's $60 a year. Now I'm up to $200 a year. Oh, it's, What's that? it's $70 for two years. So 30 okay. bucks a year. 30 bucks. Um... And what that's going to do is it's going to connect you somewhere else. And it's going to look like you're constant. And every, every connection that you make you know, um, from the eyes of your provider, your internet provider, every connection you make is going to be this private internet access server somewhere else. So 
in essence, it will uh, wherever whatever server you want to pick, because you can actually pick private internet access or whatever other VPN prior provider you choose. You can pick where you want what server you want to connect to, uh, whether it's East Coast, Midwest. You can connect to UK, Japan, whatever. It'll detect that you're connecting from there. So that way, when you log into your MLB account, it's saying, oh, Keith's in Japan. We'll let him watch the, <laughs> the Pirates because he's in Japan and he's not in Pittsburgh. So that does complicate things a little bit because you've got to enter it in on your, you got to get on your router. You've got to sign up for this account. You've got to put it in your router, yada, yada. Um, so the other suggestion is kind of goes back to my first one. Get my what, parents log in. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe show up with like a, a, a case of beer to your buddy's house who, you know, has direct TV or cable and, or maybe like, uh, their favorite, uh, pizza or something and say hey you know um we'll watch the game <laughs> how about uh how about i get your password because i want to watch the game because i what i do is um i've got my parents uh account for their cable and uh i go on to fox sports go i enter their username and password in which hasn't changed in god knows how long <laughs> And I watch every Indians and Cavs game from there. Um, another thing to keep in mind, too, is that you were definitely right with your radio old school comment. Because you would you would have to have an old school radio to get the signal over the air. You couldn't go and stream it from... Tune in or radio.com or any one of those other right uh, apps because the MLB um, has has rights to those games. So actually, let me. Uh, you're absolutely right, but there is. A, um, if you do MLB at bat, okay, you can sign up for their. Um, their audio, in-game audio, and that does not count for the in-market, out-of-market thing, and that's $20 a year. Ah, okay. But I am on Amazon, and there are multiple FM radios for under $20. Okay. So either way, you're going to be about 20 bucks to listen to it. Yeah, that would be my beef on the the, uh, radios, like, uh, I've got Amazon Echoes everywhere. It would be awesome to just use the TuneIn app or, or whatever other app that connects on there to listen to the game, but I can't because of the MLB rights. Uh, How long until Amazon says, screw it, you can have MLB at bat on, on Amazon for $140 a year? Because that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Netflix or Amazon to to grab MLB or NFL and say, okay, well, if you want this premium service, we'll offer it to you. 
here's here's what it costs you. I don't mind paying for the stuff I want to watch. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I I don't think it's too far away. I think these companies like Comcast, DirecTV, Verizon, the big players are realizing. I mean, right now they're they're not getting hurt too much, right. but the trend they're still charging me ninety dollars for internet. Which is <laughs> Well, the monopoly pisses me off because I'm in a monopoly over here too. I've only got one cable internet provider. I've only got one. If I wanted to have cable, there's only one choice. Right. Uh, so that's what I got going on here too. Yeah, it's crazy. I'd have to go to a um, major market co- uh, city to have a choice, which is crazy. But. Uh, I think in the future, it's going to go to more of a uh, PlayStation View, Sling TV, YouTube TV type model, but all these companies are going to have them. Like, uh, you can go, I think DirecTV Now is is what they've started. It's, it's right along the same lines as all the other ones. They've only got a few... Uh, offerings right now and it's the same price as playstation view or it's like still 40 bucks a month but i think you know you're probably still going to be be paying like 40 50 bucks a month for your streaming package but i'm gonna guess that those packages are going to get better and better to the point where most people are just going to have uh pick a streaming provider that's got the channels that they like or the little package that they like and there it's going to be so i think the mlb deal where it'll probably be still a premium streaming package not a basic one but you'll be able to watch any just like nfl like the sunday ticket will be like the second tier from a streaming provider right you watch any nfl game from from that service um, but yes, is, is this where net neutrality comes in and we pay for every single stupid thing that we want to do? Oh, uh, well, you know what? Uh, the FCC and it, uh, what is his name? Uh, Ajit Pai. He, they are <laughs> marketing. I like to call it their <laughs> propaganda. Yeah. They're spilling out that, Oh yeah. Getting rid of net neutrality is going to make it. Uh, you know, totally better because the competition is going to be better. Well, screw that. <laughs> they, that also opens the door for a whole bunch of other shady stuff and uh, a lot of things that you kind of like the Facebook deal where if you don't read the fine print of what you're signing up for, you may find out pretty quickly that your either your info is going somewhere else or you're not getting the service that you you think you're paying for um because they have full those providers have would have full control over whatever they're they're sending you so i mean that's a kind of a toss up there in theory it sounds great but uh, it's kind of, kind of scary to me. Yeah, I'm with you. But yeah, you're kind of in a pickle with the uh, the pirates there. I think 
You might be. Like uh, I told you, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay going back to radio. I think. I, I think I've talked myself back into radio because I, I listen to it in the car all the time. So, you I know, think what? That, I think that sitting on my deck on a warm uh, summer night, listening to the Pirates, I think that'd be cool, kind of cool. And you know, my wife's into the Pirates too, so it's it's kind of a uh, kind of family thing. I, th- I think that'd be. We'll go with that route right now. I think I think that that's the route I'm going to take at the moment. But uh, who knows? That's one of the things I had written down too was um, taking a, a little bit off of the hardcore card, uh, cord cutter mentality. Is that part of the reason why uh, you're you're getting rid of your cable or satellite is to get your ass off the couch. um kind of soaking in uh the rest of what life has to offer uh i think there's something to be said about um listening Uh, that's why i'm kind of really liking the podcasts right now is uh i can throw that on instead of the tv and passively listen to hear things here and there on podcasts as i'm walking around the house i'm getting a whole bunch of stuff done. My floors are about as clean as they've ever been <laughs> because I'm not watching too much TV anymore. I'm, I'm sweeping, I'm cleaning, I'm, I'm getting Doing out of the house. Else. Yeah. You're still consuming entertainment though. Right. You're just receiving the entertainment in a different way, you which could, I'm total, I'm totally for. And the, there's uh, some people that say that, uh, there's at least in Cleveland we've got the one of the top if not best ever play-by-play guy Tom Hamilton on the radio which yeah. I if if you're really not liking your color or your announcer uh on TV then there's something to be said about listening on the radio just for I know the there's uh <laughs> As much as I uh, love Austin Carr, who does the uh, color commentary on the uh, the Cavs, it's just time to go, man. He he's got the the worst like comebacks and quips. <laughs> it, oh, it's so bad. Some of I them kinda, are, are really iconic, I, but oh. that's what I kind of do like about Pittsburgh uh, sports commentary on the radio is that the the radio team and the um, the uh, TV team switch color commentary every other night, so you'll you'll get oh you'll get a different view kind of every other game, which is kind of cool. So your uh, your play by play guy switches every night, and your color commentary guy switches every night. They have three color commentary guys and two regular announcers. The two regular announcers do every game switched. So one day Joe Block will will do radio and one day he'll do uh on-air tv broadcasts and then they have three color commentary guys that one guy will be off and two guys will be on and they'll switch between all three of them so it's kind of it's kind of a neat scenario here in pittsburgh for how they do the it's somewhat broadcasting somewhat similar in cleveland they've got um two different announcers they don't uh they don't have a they kind of like switch off and on innings or like a couple of innings. I, I really like to think in the back of my mind that um, one guy is like 
eating dinner, so the other one takes over, and then they <laughs> <Yeah>. switch. <laughs> you got the you know with that nacho? Okay, I'll take the next ending. Um, but yeah, I noticed the same same difference. It's definitely a good change of change of pace. But sometimes I've tuned in, and I'm wondering like, is this the right game? <laughs> so, other than a VPN, uh, or getting somebody else's login, I'm really not thinking of too too many other options for MLB. Uh, you, I mean, there is always the. I think that's going to run for every sports too. I don't think that's just going to yeah, be MLB. Yeah. I think that's going to be, if you're an NBA fan, I think you're going to have the same issue as me. I think if you're a, a hardcore NFL fan, we went over the, the over-the-air signal, so you're going to be able to get whatever's in your market. But if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan in New York, you're kind of screwed. You know, um, there was some things, too, that I noticed that, uh, when the Indians were in the World Series, uh, you wouldn't really know much about that with the Pittsburgh I was, Pirates. I was, watch, I was watching them. I was rooting them on. The, they, once they got so far, it was on national television. So mm-hmm. I was able to catch that on the antenna. The same thing with the Cavs when they were in the finals. Everything was on ABC. So I caught that on the, on the, um, the antenna. And there was a time when I didn't have my parents log in. I didn't even think to use it. Uh, and at those times I would look at the app, I'd look at, I'd listen to it on the radio, like the ESPN play by play app to check it. Those seasons are so long. It's kind of hard to like baseball just started. I watched a couple games cause it's, it's new and it's fresh and I'm like, Oh, let's, let's watch some baseball. But <laughs> after a hundred games, you're like, okay. Let's take a break from from baseball here. Speaking of sports, the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs just started, and the Penguins are over the Flyers seven to nothing with nine minutes left. And that's another thing that's a weird um, thing with hockey is even during the Stanley Cup Finals, they they weren't playing that on the major four networks. Yeah, that's it's still on. Well, the uh, the Penguins are on ATT Sportsnet here, and uh, I couldn't believe that the Stanley Cup Finals weren't on NBC every single game. That they put it over to I think it was NBC SN for a couple of games, and that kind of blew my mind that that hockey was either uh, NBC had some weird strategy to try to launch NBC SN up a little, like make, make it known a little bit more or there wasn't, there was actually a show on NBC that was going to rate higher than the Stanley cup finals. I really find that hard to believe, but, um, that was another game that it took me a minute to find it. And since I had my parents, uh, cable login, I went on to the NBC SN app Logged in, streamed it, was good. Um, same thing with March Madness, the Masters, um, all those other like one special events. They all have their own apps that I could uh, I could download. Uh, I had that March Madness live app that I was watching all the games on. 
and oddly enough, the Masters was free. You didn't actually have to log in for that. So there may be a time where sponsors find it where they can kind of sponsor the, that event, like the Masters or M- NCAA March Madness or the the Frozen Four or whatever, that they'll put out the app there, make it free for everybody, but guess what? You're going to get some serious Taco Bell ads or Nike's going to be every single <laughs> ad, right. uh, which to me, I don't mind. Uh <laughs> It can get kind of annoying, though. I noticed that on the ESPN, or the Watch ESPN app, they have maybe 12 commercials. Just rotate. That's it. <laughs> they all <laughs> rotate. And there's a couple of them that have just really, I, to the point where I've turned off and switched to some other app because I can't take it anymore. <laughs> it's like a song or some stupid... Uh, I think it might be progressive that uh, it's just run its uh, the progressive box and um, what's her face uh, flow flow is it, she's got to go I can't take it anymore <laughs> um, and the, there was another one that I wanted to suggest to you uh, I watch it constantly and I've actually it's only five bucks a month but I think it's one of the uh, better apps that you could get. It's called Motor Trend On Demand. I have debated getting Motor Trend On Demand a few times. And now that I've cut the cord, that might be something that I do. Um, I like watching. Not only do they have their their original content, like uh, there's a 4x4 show, there's... One that I like a lot, I probably bugged you about. It's called Roadkill. Yeah, I <laughs> um, love Roadkill. There's about five of their shows, like Dirt that, Every Day. I yeah, I live for Dirt Every Day. They uh they have their own Motor Trend shows. There's five of them or so, but then they also have shows uh like Fast and Loud, those Discovery Channel uh, car shows that they've kind of gotten the rights to and they're actually up there the next day. So I watched the newest episode of Fast and Loud that came out uh, that same day and it was only five bucks a month. They also have races on here. Like if you're into sporting, sporting cars, they have like touring car championship on here and they've got some obscure live racing yes <laughs> but uh I, I thought for five bucks that they had quite of quite a few if you're a, a fan of uh automotive shows then that might that might be your uh man they got a lot on here actually mm-hmm. fast and loud chasing classic cars graveyard cars misfit garage unique rides Roadkill, Head to Head, Hot Rod Garage, Dirt Every Day, Ignition, Roadkill Garage, Engine Masters, Junkyard Gold, Vegas Rat Rods. They got a bunch on here for five bucks a month. Yeah. Well, one thing I I, uh, I didn't ask you, we were talking a, bit, a little bit before the podcast, was 
um, what kind of streaming device that you use. Because I've had experience with almost all of them, and I think the Fire TV is the best one. That's the one I use, and I even run Netflix through my Amazon TV or Amazon Fire TV because it's just so it's the ease of use is so simple. And uh, I pulled it up on Amazon. The new one, the 4K box, is 50 bucks, and for 50 bucks, you can get. I mean, it's it's stupid not to do. It's so easy. The remote is intuitive. It's just it's just stupid easy. Yeah, I um I had I first I started off with Roku because back in the I, day I think. Ooh. I will say I I will recommend the actual TV and not the stick. Yeah, the stick, the stick does not have enough power to run everything fast enough, and I did notice I had the stick for I had the stick first, and uh, the the price difference isn't that much. The the Fire TV stick is thirty dollars. And the Fire TV 4K Ultra HD box is $50. So it's a $20 difference. It's definitely worth the $20. Yeah. I. It's recently changed with the new model of the Fire TV. Which I have the older, I got mine about three years ago. And it's a little bit bigger. At the time I got it, I think it was about $75. Bucks or maybe, um, it started out at 100 and you're right, the stick, I've had a Roku stick, I've had a Chromecast, I've had a Fire TV stick. None of those little small jobs uh, were, made me happy at all. Right. <laughs> the, once I had the Fire TV, which uh, had the uh, power, the external power that, that you plugged into the wall, you didn't have to try to figure out... Um, a power port on the back of the TV to power it up because it, it, it stayed on without your TV. Right. Uh, it was a pain. I have the fire stick that I powered on with, through the TV because I have it mounted to the wall and makes it much easier, but I got to wait for it to come on and then it loses my password for all my stuff. And it, yeah, the moving through the menus, the here's, here's how easy the, the Fire TV was. I moved houses, I moved everything, my Wi-Fi router network, everything from the old house to the new house. I didn't have to do a damn thing <laughs> on the Fire TV. I didn't have to re-sign in. I didn't even have to put my password for my uh, Wi-Fi in again. It just it knew everything. Yeah. It just ran. It just runs. It's it's stupid easy for fifty dollars. I, I like my Fire TV so much. I I got a, I I kind of pimped it out. Um, I hooked up an Ethernet cable to it because my router. I thought, I thought you were gonna say you bedazzled it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I also put in. It has a card slot, like an SD card slot. I had a SD card from my, one of my phones that I had laying around um, that I didn't use in my phone because it was a little bit smaller. Uh, so I put it in the back of that, and you can save pictures, you could save videos to it, you could save apps to it. Uh, so I found that the running the apps off of the little SD card made it a little bit quicker. Um, also, plugging it has an Ethernet port on it. You can plug straight from your router to 
your fire TV and that I noticed got rid of all the buffering that I had on my Wi-Fi. Now maybe just because my where I had it, the Wi-Fi wasn't that great. That's understandable. But for me, plugging that in, I've never had an issue with buffering on anything. No, not me either. Comes and the in other, quick. The other thing, I mean, I, I run I run my Netflix through it so that everything's on one device. Plus, it runs YouTube like super fast. So if you if you're into watching YouTube videos, I got a bunch of I subscribe to a bunch of YouTube videos and it runs everything if you sign into your account it runs all your subscriptions and everything so fast that and on your big TV it is it's stupid not to have yeah. to be honest. That's what I, I use it. I've created uh YouTube playlists um of like live music or uh certain like longer videos that I like and I'll th- just throw on YouTube and that playlist and I'll let it run while I'm just like hanging out cooking or cleaning or what whatever and it just goes on to the next video uh, I even got a because I was I always hated typing in the password with like the up down arrows and the enter key right. Uh, if you're using YouTube and you're searching for something, that's a pain in the ass. So the Fire TV actually has a wireless keyboard that you can get for it, which is part of the, the pimping that I was mentioning I didn't know earlier. That. Oh yes, I mean, that's something I need. So uh, that's another off the uh, Elmo videos for my daughter. I know. I noticed that my little cousin is uh, all about the YouTube video. He's got. Uh, a, serious amount of bob the builder and uh what is it pound pound something the dogs puppies yeah i almost said pound town (laughs) (laughs) not the same paw patrol there we go come (laughs) on man i don't know these things (laughs) you're you're about to be uh dad times two you need to know these things i don't i know them believe me i'll get you (laughs) But, they have Bluetooth keyboards from twenty bucks. Looks like right. I can put a um. So I'll, I'll put links up for the the Mohu Leaf antenna, the keyboard. Um, it has a little silicone case that you can uh, attach to your Fire TV remote. I see that. That one's twenty nine dollars. That looks cool. Yeah, that w- that made it really easy. Uh, and one thing to keep in mind too is that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, uh, we kind of glossed over the YouTube on a Fire TV kind of thing. It's now, it doesn't have its own app because Amazon and Google are kind of button heads right now. They, uh, they cut each other out. So there's no YouTube app on Fire TV, but um, they've made it very easy with this other app, it's called the Silk Browser, and it's it's originally meant to be just like a web browser for your Fire TV, so you can just go to any web page. But they've adapted it to make the makes so make it so the you when you go to YouTube.com on the Silk Browser, it it looks exactly like the YouTube app. 
Maybe I'm behind on my you're, YouTubing because I used to have the app. There's no longer an app on the... Yeah, your version probably I didn't hasn't updated yet. When If you try to go to update your YouTube app, it'll say, sorry, bye-bye. And... Gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, because that... Uh, and that may be the version of the Fire TV that I have. Uh, but either way, you... Um, and what's also cool is by using the Silk browser on Fire TV, you can, if you're not using YouTube, you can go, and since I have that keyboard, you can go to any website that you want and screw around. That's how I watched. The Masters didn't have their own app. So, or at least for Fire TV, I think they had it on iPhone and Android, but they didn't have a Fire TV app. So I just went to the Silk browser, type in masters.com, and boom. I was watching it on my TV. That's cool. So if there's any... i got to check that out. Any other uh, random web page? If you just want to, like, while you're hanging out, instead of... Uh, if you want to show somebody something on your on your uh, TV, um, you just go to the Silk browser and plug it in there. There are some pretty cool th- interactions, too, with the, the Fire TV. I know that the big deal with the Chromecast is the interaction with your phone. If you have an Android phone, the Chromecast is pretty cool because you can plop up anything that's on your phone or YouTube app or you can cast a lot of things to the Chromecast. But I did find it to be really janky. Like a lot of times it, it, what it does is it, it detects if you're on the same Wi-Fi, like if your Chromecast is on your your Wi-Fi, the same Wi-Fi as your phone, then it knows, okay, I can throw whatever's on your phone up to your TV. Well, sometimes it just didn't, well, a lot of the time it really just didn't detect it. So there's supposed to be a little cast button. It never really got up there. So um, that was one of the reasons why I moved to the Fire TV and I also have some other Amazon stuff like the Echo I talked about earlier. That's pretty cool because um, you can tell Alexa to turn on a certain channel or an app. And she just, so like when I walk in, it was like, hey, Alexa, turn on Watch ESPN. And my TV turns on and it opens that app. That's sweet. So, and. <laughs> can you hear in the background <laughs> she's like uh, I didn't get that <laughs> that's funny but uh and then you can also script it to where it'll do you know you can do that on a timer you can so it'll maybe it'll look like like I know there's all these other things that turn your TV on at random times to make it look like you're home well if you got Alexa at home you can just throw in a, a little reminder thing or what is it called? I think it's like a timer or a, something or other. Actually, my TV is turning on right now. I can see <laughs> it in the corner. <laughs> um, but it, it, you can have her turn on your TV at any other time to um, to kind of make it look like you're home. So I've kind of programmed in a couple of when I get home task to turn it on but i really haven't gone too far because i i think that might be a little much on the uh 
the uh, automation, which <laughs> could be another. Yeah, that might be a little bit too much Big Brother. That might be another whole episode we needed. Uh, we I think we need to reach out to the listeners and have them suggest uh, some of our our next episodes. So watch out for our um, our Facebook page. Uh, go to dudejustdiy.com. We'll throw up some of the uh, ideas that we we've been having for or we have for episodes. Maybe you guys can vote on them. But uh, so I think from a uh, a new cord cutter who's who's uh, starting to dabble, do you le- do you have some more ideas? Or you feel better or worse about absolutely uh, cutting the no, cord? Good. I felt pretty good going into it, knowing that, you know, the, t- the television that I did watch that I was able to cut out and the stuff that I am going to miss, eh, whatever. We'll figure it out later. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I feel pretty good about the whole situation, to be honest. Well, I could definitely tell everybody from my point of view. I know I've got I've got the, the really helps out with the the uh, the parents login I've, I've got the mooch login um, that's the big deal but if I if I didn't have that and I just had my YouTube or my I, my Amazon Prime or Netflix I could definitely get by on yeah, on that kind of stuff especially I, once the summer starts coming up here and I'm out the house I don't have that time I don't have much time for watching TV so uh, no regrets for me. No regrets on my side either. So uh, we hope that we've given you some ideas, some... Uh, Quit s- paying the cable company already. Yeah. Just cut the cord. It's not, as, <laughs> it's not as bad as you would think it is. You're not missing as much as you might think. Uh, plus, you'll, f- you'll feel better at the end of the day once you, uh, w- once you, you realize that you're not uh, you're not missing the party. So uh, for Keith and uh, I'm I'm Pat and this has been dude just do it yourself. Adios, folks. Hey, what? Camera,